Well there, I, I was trying to think of a title for this, uh, the Hotbox number 104, and it wasn't too difficult really, I'm going to call it Organics. In case that isn't clear enough, we'll be sure to make it 100% Hammond organ. That's right, the Hammond B3 from start to finish. I confess um, the idea actually came from a listener who was lamenting the fact that the Hammond seems to be less popular than it was. Perhaps he was also reflecting on the recent death of Joey De Francesco, who uh, I, I suppose in a way is one of the last of the great organists. Um, the listener, John of Bray, County Wicklow, I'm sworn to secrecy, um, I can't answer whether um, you're right and that the instrument is about to disappear, perhaps swamped by a sea of uh, technological-based machinery, I don't know. Heavy sounds, anyway, and we'll see how we come out at the end of this. Uh, will the Hammond B3 die as a jazz instrument? I don't know, but has it made a contribution to the enjoyment of jazz over the last 50 or 60 years? For sure it has. Thank you. 
Jimmy Smith, the name that probably comes to mind if you've followed jazz organists over the decades. Back at the Chicken Shack, that was from 1960, the title track of the album. Uh, the band consisted of Stanley Torrentine on the tenor, Kenny Burrell was the guitarist, and Don Bailey on the drums. Jimmy Smith was popular by then, but not quite the legend that he was to become. Um, he, he, he came from Pennsylvania, he was born in 1925, and... Um, he was a precocious pianist. He, he was winning amateur competitions even before he was a teenager. He heard Wild Bill Davis playing the organ one night in a club in Atlantic City, and that really changed his life. Uh, he's reported to have said, to hell with the piano, I'm going to play that sucker. Davis uh, said that it would take the youngster 50 years to master the pedals, uh, the, the pedals that allow organists to play bass lines with their feet. Smith was undeterred by that warning, and he put down a payment right there and then on an organ. And he did a drawing of the pedals, uh, which he put on his wall so that he didn't need to look down at his feet. And he spent hours and hours every day practicing, and by 1955 he felt... He was ready to play publicly, and as they say, the rest is history.
Yeah, the so-called dynamic duo, uh, when both Jimmy Smith and Wes Montgomery had crossed the line, almost become pop stars. That was a tune called Night Train, and it's from the album, uh, which is actually called The Dynamic Duo. 
Smith, uh, of course, played on uh, until his death in 2005. His influence was really immeasurable, uh, including the likes of Joey De Francesco we've already mentioned, and they actually recorded together, and the album they uh, recorded was released after Smith's death. But also uh, influence on contemporaries such as Richard Groove Holmes and Brother Jack McDuff. And talking of whom, here is Brother Jack. Thank you. 
Brother Jack McDuff there with uh, his own composition, The Playoff. Larry Grenadier was the bass player and John Hart on the guitar. Um, McDuff did play the pedals of the B3, but he chose not to do so on that particular piece. Um, Rudolf Pichar was the drummer, and that the name Pichar, which I must admit I've never heard of him before, uh, that name prompts me to come back across the Atlantic and check out one of Europe's finest organ players, who, if you're old enough, you remember she featured in the Cork Jazz Festival some years ago. Barbara Denerline is her name. She also plays the church organ, and she certainly qualifies as a total organ fanatic. Still very active around Europe, incidentally. Here she is with what's maybe um, as funky and original as she goes. It's called Jimmy's Walk. Thank you. 
Barbara Deneline there with uh, Jimmy's Walk, and yes, that bass line was all her own pedal work. The drummer was Daniel Messina, and that was Barbara playing the vibes using a synthesizer. That was from a, a 2001 album, Love Letters. And I must say, I really love that. I love that track, using the Hammond to its maximum, but still staying within the bounds of excellent jazz taste. And not all Hammond players <laughs> understand that boundary. Um, it also showed off all of um, Barbara's considerable skills. Well, let's stay uh, in Europe for our, our next one and um, go to one of my favourite organists, Rhoda Scott. Um, American by birth, but... Uh, based in Paris for many, many years. She's 85 now, nicknamed Barefoot, because, yes, she plays the pedals barefoot. And if you ever saw her, as I did many years ago, you never forget watching those feet. Uh, like many organists, she got her start because she was recruited to play the organ by her family in church. Uh, but she soon graduated to the funky side with an R&B band and was spotted there by none other than Count Basie. Uh, himself, of course, no stranger to the organ. She moved to Paris, as she describes it, on a whim in 1968, and she's still actively based there. She was awarded the Légion d'honneur last year. Here she is uh, teamed up with the great Thad Jones Mel Lewis Jazz Orchestra in New York for a recording they made in 1976. I thought we'd check that out a bit. Thank you. 
That was the Thad Jones composition, Walking About, with uh, Rhoda Scott on the organ. It was probably Jerry Dodgen on the alto, but the album notes don't tell us anything about the soloists. Well, earlier we heard from Jimmy Smith and Wes Montgomery from one of their big, huge, uh, fat good-selling albums, um, but you'll also know if you're a Wes fan that his early groups often teamed him with the organist uh, Melvin Rhine, or Mel Rhine. So uh, without, f- without Wes, I think I'd like to feature Mel from his album Boss Organ in the very illustrious company of Joshua Redman, Peter Bernstein and Ken in Washington. Peter Bernstein was incredibly enthusiastic about Mel Ryan. Uh, I'll just give you a quote from him. Melvin's very unique because he's got his own thing. He doesn't play typical organ. The organ just happens to be his instrument, but he doesn't use it in the common way. Like any jazz player, he plays his lines, which are really subtle and personal. It's not like he's pulling out all the stops and doing the organ thing. He's unique, like a Hank Jones of the organ, a really subtle player. So see what you think.
That was Bear's tune uh, from Mel Ryan and uh, his very illustrious quartet. Mel made that album in 1993, but sadly he passed away in 2013. Now, if you've been paying attention, uh, you may have noticed that this hotbox has so far had a lot of sadly he or she passed away or that was made decades ago. So perhaps that does give some weight to John O'Bray's assertion that the Hammond organ has tended to recede in the jazz firmament of late. So I'd better get the leading contemporary player onto the show, hadn't I? Larry Goldings.
Solid Jack was the title of that from Larry Goldings uh, on the B3, of course, with Peter Bernstein again on the guitar and Bill Stewart on the drums. That's from their album Sweet Science. I'm conscious of the fact that uh, in about one hour it really isn't possible to do justice to the Hammond organ or um, in its many exponents. I admit I've tended to steer clear of the players who become obsessed with what I might call the special effects of the instruments and who spend most of their time pulling and pushing the stops out to get weird musical or, or indeed non-musical effects. But still, there are many famous organ players who won't have sampled. Lonnie Smith, for example, Shirley Scott, um, our own Justin Carroll, James Taylor in the UK, Babyface Willette, Big John Patton. I could go on. I won't. We just have time for uh, a couple more samples. So here's uh, Larry Young, one of my favourites, very early one when he was when he was playing with Grant Green um, on guitar. 1965 is the year, and no need for me to mention the tune. You'll recognise it at once. <laughs> Thank you. 
Willow Weep for Me, Larry Young, Grant Green and Ben Dixon there on the drums. And so we come to the end of another hotbox, the first ever, I think, that is devoted to exponents of the Hammond organ. Uh, do let me know if you'd like another one. I certainly have plenty more organists up my sleeve. Donald at jazzireland.ie will get me. Um, we'll play out with something of a novelty, though. Oscar Peterson on the piano with Count Basie on the organ. And there are Freddie Green guitar, Ray Brown bass and Gus Johnson on drums in attendance as well. It's, I guess, an instant composition done there and then in the studio. They called it Extended Blues, and I hope you like it. Hotbox 105 will be along in a couple of weeks with some interesting new material, so I hope you'll join me then. But for now, if you have been, thanks for listening.